Hello and welcome to Cinemaholics, where we review the biggest and best films coming to theaters and streaming online. One of us is a film critic, one is a casual moviegoer, the third person is me, your host, John Negroni from the internet, California. On the show today, we have from the internet, Pennsylvania, he is our film critic and he is also a pop culture writer for Cinema Blend. Hello, Alashin. Hey, good day. From the broadband basement, he's our sound producer, he's also our casual moviegoer, and a perfect gentleman. It's Soundmaster Matt Kynes. Hello. All right, welcome to Cinemaholics. You can find more episodes of our review show on adamtickets.com. And we have just a couple of off topics this week because this is our winning review preview episode. We asked you last week, okay, do you want us to talk about Creed 2? We didn't talk about Creed 2. And I still haven't watched Creed 2. I'm, I, I watched so many things this week, but Creed 2 slipped through my grasp. Uh, Will, did you see it? I did, yeah. Oh, can you give us a one-sentence review? Of Creed 2? Yeah. A few people voted for it. Um, it is, it's good stuff. Cool. All right. Well, that's Creed 2. Uh, we'll see you next week on Cinemaholics. And uh, right. no, obviously not. So we're going to be, you guys voted in our Patreon poll for us to do a winter movie preview. So we're going to be talking about all of the films between, that are coming out basically starting next week, all the way through February. Um, some people count December as fall because something involving the solstice. I don't know. I don't have a calendar, but we count it as December because it gets cold, chilly. It's the holidays. I, I think it works for our, our purposes. But uh, uh, real quick, we have an announcement. We have a last call episode, bonus episode that's out right now. Will Ashton, what is it? What Should listeners check it out? I hope so. I mean, it is uh, my A Ogre to its Ogre hosts and co-hosts, um, myself, Matt Serafini, and Christopher Sheridan. We decided to talk about 2018's The Grinch, which was made by Illumination. Um, I talked about it a little bit in mini-reviews a couple episodes ago, but this is a more in-depth conversation. We kind of talk about the history of Grinch adaptations and a lot of off-topics. It gets pretty weird. It's a weird discussion all around, but I think it's pretty fun. I hope people check it out. I greatly enjoyed it. As somebody who actually liked The Grinch a bit better than all three of you, um, yeah. I really enjoyed all your takes. I really enjoyed... Um, I, I don't know. I, I, there were a few things in there that were eye-opening, some interesting facts that I didn't know about involving Grinch history. So uh, that's a good discussion. Oh, yeah. uh, oh, also, so so this was a week where it's Oscar season, and you know what that means. We, lots of movies are coming out. Um, we're about to do a whole preview episode about a lot of these films. The problem is, uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of releases conflicting. So we're trying to figure out, okay, should we do bonus episodes of Cinemaholics where we sit down and we do some of these things that we just, we don't have time for in the main episode. Like this week, uh, I saw Mary Poppins Returns. Uh, we're Me not too. doing, we're not doing mini reviews yet. And we're not allowed to talk about the film until like the, the 11th, ninth. I uh, think the ninth. Or it's yeah, it's that week. I don't know when, but it's some right. It's sometime around then, and so we don't know. Okay, should we do like a catch up episode or something like that? Because I also I also saw uh, Roma, uh, which is an Oscar contender, the favorite shoplifters. There are all of these like Oscary movies coming out that I'm worried will Ashen that they're going to fall through the cracks. I don't know how to talk about them on the show because how else? How do I get Maverick Kinds to watch the favorite? Um, is basically well, he likes he likes Yorgos Lanthimos. But just tell him it's him. Yeah, I want to tell you right now, Maverick, because I've been waiting for this. The favorite is easily my favorite Yorgos Lanthimos film, but that might be why it's not going to be your favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to I'll have to see it and see what happens. Like I, I did hear, yeah, I heard it's his most accessible, which is kind of interesting because I I guess before that his most accessible was Lobster, which mm-hmm. really wouldn't be considered accessible by most uh standards so that's that's what intrigues me the most i agree with that assessment that but it makes it sound like it's a mainstream film and it's not uh the reason people are saying that is because he didn't write the film um so it's the first film he's directed that he didn't write i believe and uh so the film is it's not exactly his dry wry wit it's still witty but it's like really funny it's just like laugh out loud funny um still dry but it's definitely not his dialogue so and I think it's it's why it's my favorite, because I think that that's the style of him that I probably enjoy more. But hopefully we can talk about the favorite in a future episode uh, to some extent. Uh, I just worry. <laughs> we're, we're, we're in talks. We're thinking about doing a special Mary Poppins episode uh, with, uh, with a friend of the show. And so if you have any suggestions, if there are any movies in particular that you want to hear about uh, that uh, we... Uh, 
that aren't like the big poppy wide releases. Uh, hopefully we can get to that in the near future. But for now, let's let's talk about films coming out in uh, the next couple of months. It's our seasonal movie preview. Uh, I, I did a, a first for Cinemaholics. I've been keeping our picks from like months prior or seasons prior, I should say. So I have everything back from like when we talked about our most anticipated of the summer, which is funny stuff. Um, I, I'm like looking at it right now, actually. And uh, I think, Will, Will, your fall preview is especially interesting because you two of the films that you picked uh, for your most anticipated of the fall, two of your favorite films of the year, uh, where, where were they? Mandy and Suspiria? Yeah. I know my brand. <laughs> right. I picked First Man, which I did really like, mm-hmm. Ralph Breaks the Internet, and uh, If Beale Street Could Talk, which is funny because Beale Street Could Talk, it was supposed to come out in November uh, in a limited theatrical release, and it got pushed to a limited in December. So we might, you might actually be hearing about this movie, not from me, later, so that's a little teaser. Uh, Maverick, so you picked Bad Times at the El Royale, mm-hmm. Halloween, and Boy Race. Now, you, you saw all three, right? I saw one. Yeah, I was going to say, you didn't see Halloween, right? You saw Boy Erased, didn't you? No. Why did I think you saw that? Because you had come back from seeing it, and I was like, like, whoops, I need to see that. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) But you like Bad Times, right? Yeah, I really like Bad Times. That's good. Um, Yeah, so so now we're going to get into our winter films. Uh, This time, I went first last time. Uh, Maverick, start us off. We each picked three films. We're going to go through them. And uh, we have some honorable mentions, too. So we're going to try to cover basically everything that's kind of on our radar. Obviously, we're not going to mention every film that's coming out in the next couple of months. There's a lot. But uh, hopefully, we're going to catch a lot of ones that you should maybe have on your radar. So Maverick, start, off, start us off. What's the most important movie uh, coming out the soonest? We're going we're gonna to go by release date here. Uh, my soonest release is the, uh, the new Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse movie which uh, I have a feeling is going to be on a lot of people's list right now with the Spider-Man hype around the world. So um, should be cool. I know that you've seen it. I saw it yesterday, yeah. Yeah, and you had good things to say when you came home last night talking about it, but um, it looks pretty cool. I'm, I'm really interested in kind of this unique style of a film with like the digital kind of animation stuff and this uh, complexity of all the different Spider-Men and Spider-Women we will see. <laughs> so it looks really interesting and... Um, there's been kind of a lot of hype around it, like slowly growing. So I'm really excited to see how that all pays off. Um, you had mentioned that it was really funny, and that makes me like excited. Yeah, well, Phil Lord and Christopher Miller were um, producers behind it, and they're a big reason. Yeah, they're they're a big reason this film is as good as it is. I think uh, Phil Lord did the story, I believe. But yeah, this is easily like I look. I really liked Spider-Man: Homecoming. I thought it was it's great, great movie, great Marvel flick. This this is one of the best superhero films in the last decade, I think. Like this this film is terrific. Really? So I'm I cannot wait to talk more about it. Uh, there there's a there's a version of Peter Parker in here that is the definitive like he it's the Jake Johnson voiced version where he's like a little bit older. He's kind of like given up on like being Spider Man and like the way you learn about like why it, I don't know Th- this movie's inventive. It's funny. It's. I, I hope that this movie makes uh, a big impact at the box office just because I really hope people come out and see it. Because it is an interesting time. I mean, it's competing with Aquaman, I guess. But it, I was thinking about it today. If this had come out in February when Black Panther was coming out, if it had come out, you know, overshadowing, like a, trying to overshadow Avengers Infinity War or Incredibles 2 or Ant-Man and the Wasp, this one might have actually been buried. So I'm actually kind of impressed that Sony in association with Marvel decided on a December release. I think it's pretty bold. And this, this is the best animated film of the year. If this doesn't win best animated feature at the Oscars, some, somebody's messing up basically. Wow. So, can't wait to talk about it. High praise. Yeah. Yeah. The hype is real. And so far I haven't seen anybody like poke a balloon in the hype. Cause like it's been pretty unanimous from what I can tell. Have you seen any naysayers? Will the lowest I've seen is a three out of five. Okay, yeah. I'm guessing Armand White. No, it wasn't him. <laughs> uh, is that 100% okay. on Rotten Tomatoes right now? Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 yeah. <laughs> I don't know how many reviews are on there at this point, right? Like 30 maybe? 52. Okay. Yeah. So, looking but, pretty good. I mean, I've been hearing really great praise from people, even people who uh, 
aren't really that big on superhero films. Like they're even saying like, this is amazing. Right. Right. Check it out. So Chris Evangelista, I think he specifically said more superhero movies like this, less like all the other ones. Um, uh, those are good. Yeah. Yeah. And I was going to say Alex Dowd as well. Uh, AV club. He, uh, Mm -hmm. he really liked this one. He's been a pretty vocal critic of the superhero formula, but yeah, I, I, I hope you guys are going to be able to, uh, check it out in the next couple of weeks. And I think that episode when we talk about this film is going to be terrific. Sounds fun. Maybe we'll have a little special guest. Um, Will Ashton, you're next. What's uh, What should we be talking about? Yeah, well, you hinted already, so and you talked about it last month, so I, I don't know if I'll go too far into it, but it's uh, If Bailey Street Could Talk. Um, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. It's the new film from Barry Jenkins, who is best known as a director of Moonlight. This is his passion project for quite a while, and he finally got to make it off the success and acclaim of Moonlight, and it's based on the book of the same name by James Baldwin, which I'm currently reading now, and I guess, John, you're reading as, as well. Mm-hmm. So it's very well received, uh, both the book and the film. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, I don't know what we haven't said already about the film, uh, and I'm kind of going in beyond, beyond what I know about the book pretty cold, so I'm just excited to get into it because it looks looks really great and i'm hoping it's as good as it looks bale street memphis tennessee there you go bale street bale yeah uh apparently this is like a french word so that's why i think there's been some confusion because you want to read it as beale but i think in french it would be bale so christian bale Bale street yeah christian bale street all right (laughs) that's how you remember (laughs) Uh, thank you thank you for getting that right no one else has um yeah obviously reading the book as well getting a kick out of it i'm curious though because i've seen lukewarm reactions from the festival circuit not not lukewarm in the sense that it's like average but lukewarm of like okay it's it's just not it's not moonlight it's not gonna get like the best picture this time it'll get a nomination but interesting i think i think people are championing widows over this one maybe more of oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's some reactions. Obviously, I'm summing up some people's no, thoughts, I mean, but it, we could see. It's interesting, because no, I've actually heard the opposite. I've heard some people say it's as good, and some people say it's even better than Moonlight, and that they're like... I've heard people say outright, like, this is why I love going to some movies. This is a great yeah. film. So. I guess I've just seen people who say that the trailer is better, and the cinematography is fantastic, but it's just not... I guess people just some people, and we're we're obviously being very nebulous. So who knows? Who knows? I mean, it's how good it it's hard is. to top Moonlight. I mean, mm-hmm. that is one of the best films of the decade. So I can understand, you know, reception being a little mixed in that regard. But mm-hmm. what I have what I've heard from people who like it a lot has really made me inspired to see it. Right. Uh, so it's definitely definitely one that we're all going to check out. So if Bale Street can talk and Spider Man into the Spider Verse, those two are going to be coming out December fourteenth. Uh, I'm going to. My first one actually comes out a week before that. Uh, December 7th is going to be, I believe, the limited release of Vox Lux. Ooh, I'm um, looking for this too. I don't know if this will get a wide release. I doubt it. And so <clears throat> this is a kind of a, it's a drama film. It's not biographical as far as I can tell. Um, it's, it's about, see, I, I was kind of looking into this because I don't know anything about these characters. I don't even know if this is a true story or not, but nothing I've seen, I haven't seen any evidence that these are real people, but Celeste Montgomery, is that a real person? Uh, no, but I think it's like, um, what's the word? Like an alchemation or like a, a mix of different famous pop okay. stars. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Cause I, I, I just was, I didn't want to get that wrong. So Natalie Portman is the front runner in this. Uh, she, she leads this with Jude law and it is about uh, a group of sisters who are performers. They, they perform and compose their own songs and something like tragic happens to them and their manager tries to like make something of their careers. It, it's one of those films that like, it, it feels more, it comes across more as like a feeling than it does like a really riveting story. The reason this is one of my most anticipated, mainly it's because everything else that I've wanted to see that's coming out this like the winter months I've already seen. So like, I'm really just sort of picking something that, has piqued my interest, but just not as much as some of the other films that I think are probably going to be much more interesting than this. But this uh, premiered at Venice International Film Festival, and it, it's been pretty mixed reception-wise, like, but mostly positive. It has an 85% uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. 
the main reason I picked this though is the trailer just grabs me every time. I think so um Saya did the music for this. Uh she didn't score it, but she did like original songs. And if you watch the Vox Lux trailer, that enti- the score uh which is done by Scott Walker and Saya's music, everything like put together, I believe, is so just haunting to me. Like it just it just scratches something in me that makes me want to see this so much just for the music alone. I feel like this is more of a Maverick Hines kind of a reason mm. to pick a movie. But uh, yeah, will will you've seen this trailer? Do, do do you agree or do you think that I'm I'm overblown on this one? No, I'm like I said, I'm really looking forward to it as well. I'm mainly excited because it is the sophomore film from director Brady Corbett, who yeah. is uh, probably best known as an actor. He was in the remake of Funny Games. Um, as one of the home invaders. He was also in Mysterious Skin, uh, Simon Killer. I think he co-wrote that film, Clouds of Sid, Clouds of Silmara, I think. Is that what it's called? Maria. Yeah, yeah which is go. a pretty good film. Yeah, no, I like those films as well. But um, yeah, he also made a film a couple years ago. I think he was like 26 when he made it. So he's about our age. Um, he made the film called The Childhood of a Leader, which is on Netflix now with Robert Pattinson. And it's really, really good. I am really thoroughly impressed with that especially with the music the way he incorporates music into his films mm-hmm. is really good and the trailer for this film suggests as much as well so i see a lot of promise in him as a filmmaker and i i hope that i like the film as much as i liked his first film so right yeah. i'm really looking forward to it as well yeah we were talking about this i still haven't seen the childhood of a leader so you know i'm kind of looking at it like should i maybe maybe should i should prep for vox Lux? i'm gonna see vox Lux um tomorrow actually so well, Hopefully, yeah, hopefully I'll be able to have a, a good reaction to it. And this, this list yeah. won't be uh, <laughs> uh, regrettable that quickly. Yeah. If you watch Shadow of a Leader, watch it loud. Um, okay. So Maverick Hines, uh, what's your next one? This one also comes out on the 14th. In fact, I noticed that all of your films come out on the 14th day of, one, of a month. Not the that same was month, actually though. my criteria when picking them. <laughs> Um, middle of the month that's yeah, when you go I'm a 14th kind of guy it's the day before you're ready to see it um, yeah so this is uh, the mule uh, Clint Eastwood's latest shebang in drama wonderfulness um, I really really liked the trailer when I saw it I've seen it a couple times now and um, it seemed interesting to me kind of gave me some um, vibes of what's that last one he did that I can't remember the name of 1517 to Paris? Nope, the yeah, one before that, I guess. Sully? Sully? Oh, wow. I'm way behind then. Before that? Are <laughs> well, you talking Ameri- about Grand American- Trino? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, maybe American Sniper. <laughs> Grand Trino is 10 years ago, man. <laughs> is it really? I yeah. saw it like three years ago, so. Yeah. That's okay. Maverick's been busy. Yeah, I've been doing stuff for 10 years. Um, <laughs> so, I, no, I just kind of got some from some very similar vibes to that um, in style of movie for this one. So, I was really excited uh, because I really enjoyed that movie. And um, this one looks looks really cool. Uh, as John said, it comes out on December 14th. Um, a 90-year-old uh, World War II veteran is caught transporting $3 million worth of cocaine through Michigan for a Mexican drug cartel, is the synopsis on IMDb. So um seems kind of tense and crazy, and I'm excited to see it. Yeah, this one's based on a, uh, a New York Times article called The Sonola Cartel's 90-Year-Old Drug Mule by Sam Dolnick, which, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, the trailer hasn't... Every time I see the trailer, I am just sort of... I, there's something about like watching Clint Eastwood act again that is kind of... I, I, it's not working for me for some reason. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's maybe I just have issues with Clean Sweet on a personal level, and I'm letting that paint it. I don't. Know. But for some reason, I just don't want to see this one, and I'm kind of eh about it. But I'm fine. Opposite. Yeah. No. I. This is like the first Clean Eastwood movie I've been looking forward to in years. Yeah. I, I know some. I know people are excited to see. It. I don't think it's hit any festivals or anything yet. So I don't know. No. If well, that's been liking what, it. that's the thing. Like he only started making it in April. Like that's when he signed on to the film. And he yeah. made it over, and he shot it over the summer. And then Warner Brothers like checked in, like, "Hey, how's the film going? We were thinking about releasing it, you know, next year, like in 2019 for the award season." He's like, "Oh, it's done." That like, what? Clint Eastwood's like, like no, pretty, it's done. <laughs> he's pretty well known for doing everything in one take, even if it's not ready. <laughs> so, yeah. which has had mixed results, but I think um, more positive than not because he's a, he's a very efficient filmmaker. So yeah, well, we've had fairly violent arguments about Sully. Over violent. The years. Come on. I, a violent. 
We've had tumultuous, uh, tumultuous consternations yeah. over Sully. No, I like Violet. Let's go with that. <laughs> um, all right. Well, yeah, The Mule, December 14th. Uh, I think that's going to have to overshadow Spider-Man in the Spider-Verse, actually. I think that's going to have to be the featured review. So I agree. Um, okay, Will Ashton. Uh, all right, your film, your film comes out a little later uh, compared to these ones. It's not coming out until February. What is it? Yeah, my choice is uh, they go straight to February. Um, yeah, none of us picked a January movie, by the way, which is interesting. Usually telling, yeah. I mean, sometimes there are good films in January. We shouldn't dismiss the whole month in There's general, some in my but, honorable mentions, yeah. Yeah, but anyway, um, my second film is The Lego Movie 2, the second part, which is uh, the second film uh, on our list uh, come from Phil Lohr and Chris Miller as executive producers, at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's based on it's a sequel to the 2014 film The Lego Movie, which I consider one of the most inventive and charming and surprisingly kind of poignant uh, animated films of this decade. I like a lot of people. I was really blown away by how good that film was, and I think that really for me cemented the greatness of Phil Lauren and Chris Miller as storytellers. Um, because by then I was only really familiar with them through 21 Jump Street and maybe a few other things i wasn't uh aware of clone high and a couple of things like that but yeah I'm, I'm hoping that the sequel i don't expect it to be as good as the first but I mean, i'm hoping isn't it directed by the shrek forever after guy mike mitchell yeah well let's call him sky high guy <laughs> i was um, gonna say i love sky high actually but he's very sky high was very good he did trolls as well which is a little concerning mm. um but and yeah Deuce i bigelow chickle <laughs> oh which one the first one or the second one uh, that's the first one, isn't it? Okay. Yeah, the night. Yeah, well, I, I I heard Juice Bigelow. I didn't hear what the Mill Jiggle, Yeah. Um, oh yeah, so that's the first one. Yeah, so he's got kind of a, a varied career behind the camera, but he has uh, a lot of talented people involved with this. The, the voice cast uh, once again finds Chris Pratt, Elizabeth Banks, uh, Charlie Day, and I forget who else is involved in the first movie. Again, Allison but there's Brie, also yeah, um, Alison Brie, Will Arnett. Um, there you go. Um, Nick Offerman, I think, was he in the first one too? I don't think he was the he, first one. I think he, he's just in this one, maybe, in Maya Rudolph. Yeah. Uh, and then Tiffany Hash is in as well. And um, what's her name? The One of the, the stars from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I think, is in oh, this one, Stephanie too. Oh, Stephanie Beatrice. There you go, yeah. So it's a pretty full cast. And it also has, I don't know if it's rewrites or an actual screenplay uh, credit to Ralph uh, Bo Weisberg. The creator of BoJack Horseman is involved as a writer in this as well. So... I think there's a lot of talented people in here. I'm hoping it's a, it's at least a fitting sequel to the first one, and I'm pretty excited to see it. Yeah, yeah. I think the trailer is really funny, and I think it it's pretty good about not giving out too much information. It just kind of like walks you through where are they now, and then gives you the setup for like why what the real movie will be about. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to this one too. I I still it still hurts that this one didn't even get nominated for best animated. Uh, it could, oh, the first one. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it could have won. It could have won that yeah. year because 2014 was like, gosh, uh, there was no Pixar movie, if I recall. And there was yeah, no I mean, Disney that was, movie, right? I mean, when when people talk about like snubs, I remember that year, like everyone was like, oh, well, Lego movie's a given. So like, what else can I feel like carry? And then when it, it got snubbed, was it snubbed just because like the Academy looked down on nominating a film called the Lego movie? Yeah, I think like, the Academy has weird things about like licensing and licensed movies. And it probably just, um, got that, like that bias against it or something. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I, I, and I, I misspoke, sorry, big hero six won that year. That was the Disney film. Um, and I think box trolls also got a nomination, but yeah, I, I like box trolls, but yeah, yeah, yeah Book I, of life I, I, and song of the sea, but okay. Yeah, this movie. I don't know. That could have beaten Big Hero Six. I like both of those I movies. I think so but, too. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I personally liked Lego Movie more than Big Hero Six. So I think it I also. Def- well, sorry. I think I think it also hurt it that it came out way earlier in the year, and that sometimes like yeah. the conversation just tends to fizzle. But, yeah, it was a February movie as well. So yeah. Yeah. Next, well, I mean, next year is going to be interesting in 2019 because that year you're going to have uh, Toy Story Four. And I don't think Disney has anything coming out next year except for Frozen 2. So a couple of sequels. So Lego Movie 2, Frozen 2, Toy Story 4. Uh, it, it might be... Well, this year they had sequels too, right? With Wreck-It Ralph 2 and... Um, Incredibles uh, 2. Incredibles 2, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So which is making me think that uh, an Isle of Dogs might get a, 
an Oscar nomination for Wes Anderson. But yeah, it's making me think that Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which isn't a sequel, it's not an adaptation, really. It's kind of an adaptation on some of the comics and some of the Spider-Verse concepts, but it's making me think that Best Animated should go to that one because it's easily the most original. So anyway, that's Oscar talk. Um, Lego Movie 2, February 8th. All right, uh, next up I have also something that's not a sequel, but it's part of a cinematic universe. And if you had told me a few weeks ago that this would be on my list of most anticipated films of the winter movie season, I probably would have told you, oh, I'm probably seeing too many films right before we talk about this episode (laughs) that are going to cancel things out. But uh, that's also the case here, and that's Aquaman is a film that I'm actually looking forward to now, thanks to some seriously positive word of mouth coming out of the first screenings for this one. So this comes out December 21st. Um, I think we're going to be seeing it December 15th or 16th or something like that. Yeah. But uh, that, that's going to be a tough week because that's the same week as Bumblebee, Holmes and Watson, some pretty major releases. I think Mortal Engines is going to be out around that time. Yeah. They're really, yeah, they're just like dogpiling blockbusters uh, in the middle of December. But Aquaman, actually, I'm hearing really good things about. If you don't know, this is the latest from the DC films. Uh, This is in the DC Extended Cinematic Universe. This is uh, Jason Momoa reprises his role as Aquaman. We first saw him in, technically, we first saw him in Batman versus Superman via short cameo, but he also had a major presence in Justice League. He's definitely one of the more interesting characters in that film, in my opinion. I know, Will Ashton, you got a kick out of some of his lines in that uh, in a movie that I think both of you and I found extremely mediocre. He, to me, he was like a shining, you know, he had, he had something, he had energy, you know, where I think other parts of the movie didn't. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I thought flash stole, stole the show, but I thought he was one of the few things that was in a, that was good in a fairly bad film. Well, this is, well, this is his origin film. I believe it takes place after the events of Justice League. You kind of get that impression. Like, he's been Aquaman for a while, but he definitely isn't. He's just not as ingrained with Atlantis. He doesn't visit as often or something. Uh, and this is his origin film. Uh, we're going to find out where did he come from. It's going to be doing the classic Aquaman story. And it looks like they're combining a lot of versions of the character together. Uh, including like everything from like, because his costume right now is very reminiscent of like some of the 90s versions of him. But now some of the latest marketing is showing that they're going to be doing some things with him that are a little bit closer to, you know, him as and, you know, him in like the old school golden age Aquaman. So anyway, all that said, I, I heard that this one, it's not amazing, but I heard that it's very entertaining and it's, you know, it's a, a really solid effort. It's got some good superhero DNA in it. I'm a little bit less on it now that like I've seen spider verse, which is just such an original concept. And it's just so, I don't know. There's something about that. That's maybe poisoned me against a lot of superhero films. Cause I feel like it's kind of changed the game in a couple of ways. Uh, that, that might be overstating it. I'm not sure, but I I think if this one's at least decently entertaining and and I think Jason Momoa is just a really great presence and I, I just like uh, what he does with this character and just makes Aquaman just a badass, which I really dig. Um, so my, my only concerns is like, I hope that the effects are better than what they look like right now. I, I think that's the main thing is like, it just looks so just not polished to me, but I'm hoping, you know, seeing this maybe in Dolby or something will definitely rough out those rough edges, smooth out those rough uh, edges. And, and this one will be something to watch. So that's Aquaman. Uh, we'll be talking about that later in the month. Uh, we haven't really talked, guys, about what we're going to be doing for the Christmas season, um, how we're going to mm-hmm. be doing Cinemaholics. We, we did something weird last year. We did, let's see, you and you and Matt Serafini talked about Bright and Downsizing. We did, yeah. Yeah, and then I think we talked about Greatest Showman and Jumanji like right yeah. before we left for break, uh, like the holiday break, I guess. So we'll have to discuss what are we going to do this year. There's a, there's a going to be a lot of moving around, so... Uh, I guess we should put up to that Patreon. Uh, uh, they're good at picking for us. Yeah. yeah. So whatever they want is <laughs> what we'll do. But um, I should mention, I have seen Aquaman. I'm embargoed, so I can't say how I feel about it. But I am very curious to talk about it with you. Don't you have social you Well, don't you have social media uh, freedom on this one? I don't think so. Not for this one. Oh, I do cool. for Mary Poppins. But uh, I, I believe I'm pretty strictly embargoed for this one. Right. In fact, we should probably mention, so 
Mary Poppins returns. Uh, both you and I saw this. Uh, we're not going to belabor it. We can't really review it. But I, I think I can say now that my main thing with Mary Poppins is that it's more Mary Poppins. And I think a lot of people are going to like it. I think that it's like worthy of like an honorable mention here that I think it's going to be a big holiday film success and like you could do way worse. And uh, there are things about it that I really enjoyed. So I think that it's kind of a little delightful movie. It's not like it doesn't have like the Paddington charm to it, but it, it kind of goes for it. Um, that's all I'll say for now, because I think going any further would be review territory. But yeah, yeah. Okay, so Maverick, uh, what's your what's your last one? This one comes on February as well, right? February fourteenth, to be exact. Yeah, because yeah, it's got to be that day. I'm booked out until February. Yeah. Now. Valentine's Day. <laughs> um, yeah, I, you know, I don't, I don't know what is like. What about this trailer has made me so excited for this movie? But I really am. Um, it looks super unique and kind of like it's going to be sneaky awesome. Like I'm just getting kind of some epic vibes from it. So I'm really excited to see a CGI robot girl beat up everybody. And it seems super exciting. <laughs> um, no, it just, it looks really cool. And, and I'm really excited to see it. Uh, I remember the first time we saw the preview, I was like, wait, is that going to be good? Like, cause you I, said what the movie is. Did I not? Well, no. <laughs> oh, I, I guess. Cause I thought you already did. Whoops. Yeah, yeah, My yeah. bad. Uh, Alita Battle Angel. <laughs> I should have just made him guess. Never said it. <laughs> yeah, right. What movie am I talking about, everybody? Mr. Mr. Police, I gave you all the clues. <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry. Um, Alita Battle Angel, <laughs> which comes out on February 14th. Um, and then everything else I already said. I've completely thrown myself off now. Have you seen the anime, Maverick? No. Okay. I wasn't sure if you were did, a fan of that or not. Never been a big anime guy. Didn't know there was an anime for this. Yeah, yeah, maybe I will check it out. Well, it's an it older might, one. Is it just anime or is it uh, based on a graphic novel? I forget. It's actually. originally a manga. Uh, it was created manga, by uh, Yukito Kishiro. Um, it came out in the '90s, and I want to say the or no, I think the manga came out in the '80s, and then it was either the '80s or the early '90s, and then I think the anime came out in like later in the '90s. I want to say. Yeah, um, but this is a film that James Cameron has been trying to get off the ground yeah. for. I think Two decades now. Yeah, with John like, Landau, um, they're they're big fans of the source material, and uh, yeah, Robert Rodriguez is doing this one. Yeah, because I guess Cameron is just like I have five Avatar movies to make for some yeah. reason. So well, I can't he also, do this one. He, technically, he did work on the screenplay. He did, yeah, yeah. Which uh, with, uh, someone else, the it's not really Islands. the thing I I like most about Cameron. I don't really care for him as a writer, uh, as compared to a filmmaker. But mm. uh, yeah, I mean. I'm kind of looking forward to this. I, I can see where you're coming from, Maverick. Where like, it, it's like a like kind of like a worrisome recommendation because this could be like another Ghost in the, the Shell situation. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, but um, I think it was smart to move this to February out of December. Cause... Well, it was supposed was it? It was originally supposed to come out in the summer, and then it, they moved yeah. it to December. Then they moved it to February. In fact, I was re-listening to our winter movie last year. And we mentioned this movie because the trailer had just come out. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. And I was, I was like, yeah, I don't know, it looks kind of fun. And then John was not about it. I'm not about. I think the eyes are creepy. You don't find the eyes creepy, Maverick? No, I'm all about it. I don't like it. It's weird. Well, uh, I'm sorry. I hope, I hope it's good. Me too. <laughs> it's a big question mark. It's like a big yeah. like. This could be amazing or this could be terrible, but that's kind of exciting. You know, you just don't know. I'm along for the ride either way. Yeah, and yeah. yeah it's got Christoph Waltz and Herschel Lee. Uh, Maverick, I mean, is it the action? Because I know the action's kind of kinetic in it, and it kind of, that part of it kind of is interesting to me. Yeah, I think the you know potential fight scenes and craziness are really, that's like all I'm banking on. I don't really care about the story as much. I'm just like hoping for some mm. really cool shots. Kind of has like a AI vibe to it. Yeah, a little bit. In terms of the story, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, I get more Ghost in the Shell vibes, which is what's worrying me, but I hope I'm completely wrong on this one. Don't say that. <laughs> uh, Will Ashton, uh, your next one is it's kind of a Cinemaholics insider favorite. Uh, yeah, I mean, a Twitter favorite for me, too, I suppose. Um, <laughs> Walk us through yeah. this one. This is, again, uh, Valentine's Day, competing with the League of Battle Angel. And it's very on brand for me. It's Happy Death Day to You, which, John, you got the exclusive on that title, if I remember correctly. <laughs> That's right. You uh, you we broke gotta... that one, and we had a nice exchange with um, 
Christopher the director B. and writer, Landon. Christopher. Yeah, Christopher Landon. He seemed very nice. Yeah. So what Which, happened uh, was I tw- I tweeted that the the sequel to the movie should be called Happy Death Day to You. At that point, nobody had like announced it, and then Christopher Landon actually said, "Hey, that's probably that's actually what it's going to be." So we we got the source on that when it was scoop. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, man. But it was a good guess. Yeah. Um, so I, I seem to be in the minority in the, the Cinemaholics conversation when I actually think Happy Death Day 1 is a lot of fun. Uh, suppose I are actually trying to be fun. Like you guys think it's fun in a sort of ironic fashion. To, but... be, to be super fair, all three of us had a blast watching this movie. We sure. all laughed. We had fun with it. The difference was that Maverick and I laughed at it and you laughed with it. But I think the thing is that the movie, it sold itself as like a horror film, but it's actually like a pop comedy. Like it's kind of going for something. It's not what it sells itself as directly. Are we still doing mark- this? <laughs> yeah. Is this still happening, Will? <laughs> and I'm going to take this to my grave. Like this, this is the way it has to be. Anyway. Um, yeah. I think for me, though, what really made it work was Jessica Ross' performance. I thought she brought a lot of energy and warmth and inspiration to her performance that Really sold it. I mean, especially, you know, because that was a, a, a performance where she's in the film for every single scene, nearly every frame. And uh, she made the most of it. And I'm really looking forward to seeing how they're going to top it with the second one, which the trailer came online yesterday or Friday, actually. Uh, so I just saw the trailer recently. It was attached to Halloween for quite a while. And they, for some reason, didn't put it online until recently. But it looks fun. Like, it looks pretty inspired. And I... I'm very, very curious to see where it's going to go, and I, uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So I, I hope it's good. Yeah, yeah. She, uh, Jessica Roth. She, she was only Tree. in one other movie this year, Forever My Girl. Uh, yeah. Which uh, I didn't see. I heard it was not the worst thing in the world, but yeah, well, it's the country yeah. music kind of uh nicholas sparks inspired she was um she was also in please stand by with dakota fanning as well right yeah that was uh last year um no that was this year well didn't it come out in 2017 and then it was like no that was january man it's january really i I, I mean maybe festival wise it came out last year but release wise it came. yeah i think i think it because this is the dakota fanning one i think it it premiered at the festivals in 2017 and then yeah i guess it was like right at the very beginning. Do we talk about Please Stand By? Because I remember seeing the trailer I did, for that. Yeah. That was the, so that's the one where it's like Star Trek. She's a Star Trek fan. Yeah. Okay. Think talk. Oh no, you did talk about it on the yeah, show. I say, sorry. I did, sorry. I, I totally talk, forgot. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. You're right. Anyway, uh, yeah. um, <laughs> Happy Death Day to You is her next film and she doesn't have any other films on the pipeline. Uh, no, that's not true. Valley Girl is coming up, right? She did a remake of Valley Girl. Oh, see, I, I haven't seen anything official for that. So, to, well, from what I can tell, this is the last thing that she's she's got on deck. So I hope that's not the case. No, yeah, I mean, I think um, I don't know when. I don't think Valley Girl has a release date because it was supposed to come out in April, and then for some reason they pushed it. Hmm, but it's yeah. like in the tank, so I don't know what's happening with it. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking maybe more like okay, what's something like what's her next project? Because I, I I think a lot of people are big fans of her as an actress, and but she's not breaking out I think yet. And I'm wondering if Happy Death Day to You is going to help with that or something, or if there's something so. she's working on that hasn't been announced. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I think I think this film has gotten quite a bit of buzz. I think a lot of people like the first one, so yeah, I'm I think she has a great future ahead of her, and I'm looking forward to seeing the sequel. Right on. Uh, that's Happy Death Day to you. Uh, I also saw the trailer, uh, but I think it was slightly different from the one you saw. The the one that was attached to Halloween, which is weird. They yeah. they they played it for that movie, and then they haven't they didn't release it online until yesterday. You've been badgering the yeah, producers. I've been, <laughs> yeah, no, I've been badgering quite a bit, and I'm glad they finally ceded to my demands and released the trailer. So. I'm looking forward to seeing the film. The one guy protesting outside the studio. Yeah. Hey, put it out. <laughs> Happy death day to yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, okay, the last one we have uh, for our most anticipated, which is mine. Uh, this one comes out Christmas Day, and that is Vice, uh, the new biographical comedy political drama written and directed by Adam McKay. Um, Adam McKay, of course, did the big short, uh, you may, you may remember the big short got nominated actually for best picture, which kind of surprised me, um, best uh, best screenplay and, uh, or was it best adapted screenplay? Yeah, um, it was best adapted, yeah. yeah. So 
He's done a lot of other films you probably like. He did uh, the Anchorman films. Uh, he's done Talladega Nights. Uh, he did, he's done a lot of films with like very comedic actors. Uh, and I think uh, probably one of my favorite films that he's ever done is probably Step Brothers. Uh, I know we talked about that lightly last week. Uh, I tend to, I'm definitely one of those people that fully, fully loves Step Brothers unironically. Uh, that said, Vice is a new film that he's doing that's all about the life of Dick Cheney, which stars Christian Bale, who I think is a shoe-in for Best Actor uh, at the Oscars. Um, I, I really think that this one's going to be a winner. Um, although I haven't actually – I don't think anybody's seen it yet. So I'd, who knows? It actually could be uh, well, terrible. Critics have seen it, but we haven't seen it, right? Yeah, but have they seen like screeners of it? Because I don't think it's been at any festivals, as far as I know. No, but there's definitely been critics who've seen it because they've. I've heard very mixed things so far about the film, but I've heard the performances are fantastic. Okay, so I, I'm hoping that it's great all around. Uh, this one stars uh, Sam Rockwell as George W. Bush. If you see in the trailer, uh, there's a there's a hysterical energy between Dick Cheney and Sam Rockwell, and this is one of those trailers that I saw that had such a style and like beat to it that I could, I, it's one of those trailers that as soon as it ended, I was like, I've got to see this. Yeah. Uh, I was, I was a fan of the big short. It wasn't my favorite movie by any means, but I definitely walked away from it really liking it. Um, did you like it? Well, I did. I, I mean to see it again. Cause I remember it was one of those films where when I was watching, I was like, Oh, this is not what I expected it to be. Mm-hmm. And so I think I was unnecessarily more critical of the film because it wasn't what I expected. And I don't think that's fair to the film. But I did like it, and I've been. I think I'd like it more upon rewatch, and I'm pretty excited for this film because it looks like uh, it, I I agree with everything you just said there. Like the trailer is so great, and the only thing that kind of worries me, I'm I'm not 100% sold on uh, Rockwell's George W. Bush. Looks a little bit too cartoonish for me, but everything else just looks really really great. I don't think anything can get more cartoonish um, following Oliver Stone's. Um... <laughs> George Bush movie, the W. Oh, but W, yeah. Oh, that was just with Josh Brolin. But uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think that, like you said, the performances here, I think are the reason to see it. Steve Carell plays Don Rumsfeld. Um, Amy Adams, uh, which it's it's funny to see here, she plays Lynn Shaney. Uh, her and Christian Bale back together, I think uh, they've done The oh, Fighter, yeah, yeah. they've done American Hustle. All that said, uh, I just think that this one looks like... It just looks like a really funny look back at the Bush years, but from the perspective of Shaney, which obviously has like its own merit because I think like, I think a lot of people will look at the big short his, or sorry, not the big short. A lot of people will look back at the, uh, the George Bush administration through a lot of lens, but Dick Shaney, like, you know, living through that time, he had such a, I, I don't know. He had such a like back, like he was always like in the background, I guess. Yeah. And to see a movie like really look at all, like his full persona and like his contributions seems really, I think it's going to be really interesting. I think a lot of people are going to get a kick out of seeing him um, really like kind of brought to light, I guess. So I, cause I have a feeling a lot of people who didn't really weren't really politically engaged during those years might not even know a lot of this stuff, especially the stuff before the Bush administration. So that's vice comes out Christmas day. Uh, I don't think, um, if your family is very conservative, they, I doubt they're going to want to check this one out on Christmas day with you. But, um, yeah, I know I'll be dragging my, my Republican family to this one. We're gonna have a great time. All right. Honorable mentions. Uh, what did we leave out? Maverick, uh, what are some of yours? I know a couple we've already mentioned. I think all uh, of mine else? are on your guys's list. So, uh, no, there's three you have. I look at your list. There's three that you, we didn't mention yet. I'm also incredibly excited for Vice. That's, you know, it looks really cool. I'm not the most politically educated human being in the world, but I think it's a cool opportunity to learn things that I didn't um, know the before. The memes we send each other would say different. My meme game is strong, but my political knowledge is not. Uh, Aquaman's on my list as well. Uh, I have, you know, it's not, I don't know. I'm worried, but like, I'm going to trust that it might be okay. You're going to be saying I'm worried all the way up until the trailer start. Yeah. And then I'm still going to be worried. Uh, <laughs> welcome to Marwin, the kid who would be king and glass or the rest of mine. I was surprised to see glass. Um, did you like split? Did you see split? No, I haven't seen any of them. You haven't seen Unbreakable either? No. Oh, no. Okay, so we got to... I don't know if we should rectify that. I'm not a fan of those movies as much, but... Uh, I haven't seen any of them. The trailer was kind of interesting. I was like, yeah, I'll, maybe I'll check it out. That's kind of the only I, reason it was on I there. think you should definitely check them out. I think you'd, you'd at least like Unbreakable. Yeah. Well, it was funny because Split was... Uh, that was one of the first movies Will and I ever talked about when we were forming Cinemaholics. It was like one of Aww. our prototypes. Yeah. 
And now look, look at us now. Yeah. Bitterly. How far we've come. How much now we're fighting yeah. over Happy and Death Day. We're fighting over Sully. Yeah. Well, I was talking about with you. I think Glass, I mean, unless if, if everything goes according to the schedule, that will be our 100 episode. So things will come full circle. Yeah. Yeah. It'll probably be terrible. Yeah. Uh, will Ashton, what uh, <laughs> what are some of your honorable I mean, mentions? I know there's a lot. Uh, yeah, so um, of the ones we've already mentioned, Spider-Man, really looking forward to it, uh, as well. Vice, um, The Mule. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm not a big Clint Eastwood fan, but this one, the trailer really gets me excited. I don't know if the film's going to be very good, but I think his performance is going to be strong, so I'm looking forward to that. Vox Lux, is, Vox Lux as well, and Alita Battle Angel. Um, as far as the ones we haven't mentioned yet, uh, Mortal Engines, I'm actually really looking forward to. I'm a big Peter Jackson fan. He's one of my favorite filmmakers. Um, I'm also looking forward to, he has a film coming out uh, in December as well that I forgot to put on my list. Uh, the, the documentary, you know what I'm talking about, John? Um, from Peter Jackson? Yeah. Uh, which one's that? Uh, I'll pull it up. Um, forget, he directed though. It was. It's getting really good reviews, but it's only going to be like a Fathom event for mm. a couple of days. So I forget what it's called, but, uh, while I try to remember what that is, um, I also have as well. Welcome to Marwin. Not really sure. This is a big question mark for me. The trailers are not doing it for me, but, uh, P- uh Robert Zemeckis is one of my favorite filmmakers. So I'll give it the benefit of the doubt, expecting the worst, but hoping for the best, uh, glass, the kid who would be King, uh, Joe Cornish did that, who did, um, attack the block. This is his sophomore film. So looking forward to that. Uh, Destroyer with Nicole Kidman and uh, the girl that did The Invitation. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget her name. I apologize, but she directed it. Uh, the House of Jack Built. I've been hearing very, very mixed things about the new Lars von Trier movie. But I heard that if you like the the scene in Suspiria, that's like where everything goes to hell, then you're supposed to like The House of Jack Built. So uh, okay. that's what I was told. <laughs> I'm not it's, a fan of Lars von Trier at all. I I dislike all of his. I like not even melancholia is close for me. But what about Antichrist. I hate Antichrist. I you hate, hate Antichrist. I hate Nymphomaniac. I don't. I just okay. Well, I'm not. I'm not crazy about Nymphomaniac, but Antichrist I think is a lot of fun. Probably the most fun movie that I will never watch again. <laughs> just uh, not for me personally. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dumpling. I'm just putting this on there because Dolly Parton is involved. Um, How to Train Dragon 3, Miss Balia. I really like the original Miss Balia, so I'm curious to see what the remake does. All-Star Weekend, I believe that's a Jamie Foxx-directed yeah, movie. Yeah. We haven't seen anything about it yet, but I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping it's good. Blind, that's a blind uh, recommendation for me. And then Roma, which I hope I get to see in theaters, but it doesn't seem likely. And the movie I was talking about with Peter Jackson was They Shall Not Grow Old. Yeah, I think so. uh, I have a feeling Roma's going to win Best Picture. Uh, you because, think so? Yeah, I think it's going to run over a Starsborn. Yeah, I think it's going to beat a Starsborn. I think Alfonso Cuarón's going to get Best Director. These are my okay. predictions, and I don't think I, I forget the name of the actress, but I know she's going to get nominated for Best Actress, the, yeah. the lead in this. And uh, my prediction was that I mean I haven't seen Roma yet, but my guess is that a Starsborn is probably going to win Best Picture. He, Alfonso Cuarón, you're right. I think is going to win Best Director, but I think Bradley Cooper is going to win Best Actor because it'll be like a twofer. Hmm. like they'll be like here's your best actor and best director Oscar. No, that, that's so, a pretty that's a pretty good guess yeah i guess i'm giving more credence to i think the best director is gonna i think this is one of those years where best director and best picture are going to be inextricably tied i think that people are just going to double it up because i think i think with roma i think people are way more impressed with Quran than any other director this year myself included uh roma's a pretty good film i, I really hope a lot of people get to see it um, all that stuff people have been saying about try to see it in a theater, it's mainly because it's really hard. I think it's going to be hard to watch this on a small screen because like so much of the film is like rotating camera shots that kind of rely on you soaking in all the details to get a lot out of it. It's funny though. Cause like, I definitely don't like Roma as much as some people, like some people are calling this one a masterpiece. And I think it's like direction wise, it's amazing. And it's like one of those films that will be taught in film schools and all that stuff because like people will be learning, like, how do you invent, you know, with filmmaking when it feels like everything's been done before. But I think in terms of story to what you're saying, well, I think that might be what kind of holds it back in terms of best picture. I think that people are just really enamored with a movie about Hollywood as it tends to happen. So, well, I mean, if it does win best picture, then that means the him, uh, Afonso Cuaron, Guillermo del Toro, and then Ingaratu will all have best pictures under their name. Right. Yeah, and that would be a huge step forward for 
yeah. uh, Mexican filmmakers. So, uh, and sorry, I said that a star, a star is born is about Hollywood. I should say it's about showbiz, you know, that kind of thing. Showbiz. But the original star is born was all about Hollywood and such. So I still, I still tie those movies together. So, um, okay. Uh, for my honorable mentions, like you will, I also, I'm looking forward to mortal engines. I'm a little to borrow one of your favorite words. I'm a little trepidatious. Um, just because I do think it does have like that YA vibe. I think they did the right thing though, where they dropped the subtitle with it and just called it mortal engines. It was like mortal engines, the, the city of a thousand planets. And I know that's not really what it is, but (laughs) it was one of those, like, yeah, it was one of those like YA sounding names. And then they like dropped it. I think, um, I might be wrong about this, but pretty sure it looks like, um, it looks like a live action house moving castle to me a little bit and i haven't seen that film so maybe i'm way off base but um, yeah well i mean it obviously the book really borrows a lot from uh miyazaki in general so i think that okay i've never read the book but i've heard it's pretty good it's one of the better ya ones so um i'm none of you had bumblebee but i am kind of looking forward to this one i, I get yeah. it i get it it's a transformers <laughs> flick but I, well yeah i mean i'm looking forward to travis knight getting more projects but the film not so much I don't know. I, I'm really hoping this is going to be like the worthy successor to Transformers, which wasn't an amazing movie, but I thought the first one in 2007 was pretty decent. Like it was kind of like a solid B, B minus. And that's what I'm hoping for Bumblebee because it, I don't know. It just has like an energy to it that feels more Transformers to me. Um, I've, I'm also looking forward to Holmes and Watson. You know, I talked about Vice before. That one has a lot of producers that are in this realm because it's Adam McKay and, you know, like Will Ferrell and all those guys. Uh, well, this one, Will Ferrell and John C. Riley play like a comedic version of Sherlock Holmes that I think looks really fun. It's I know. It's weird that. Um, the trailer's good. It's weird that Will Ferrell and Adam McKay have movies coming out on Christmas, but they're right. two different films. Right. And Will, Will Ferrell uh, produced Vice. So it's, true. <laughs> it's kind I don't of know. shooting himself in the foot there. Uh, well, you know, I, they're totally different movies. I think that uh, there's room for there's room for everybody on the nice list. Um, okay, so welcome to Marwin. We all have that. I think we're all sort of sufficiently worried about it, um, but it does it does look so different and unique that I think that's probably what's tying us all into seeing that one. And uh, Steve Carell. I mean, I think a lot of people were expecting him to get you know Oscar attention for Beautiful Boy, and I think that's kind of falling apart. So I think Welcome to Marwin is kind of his last chance, I guess, to maybe get a Best Actor nom this year. Yeah, I don't think he's going to win over most other people um, competing for this category. But uh, And then I'm also looking forward to On the Basis of Sex. I, I really love the Ruth Bader Ginsburg documentary that came out in the summer. Um, I've heard really good things about Phil City Jones' performance here. I know some people aren't in love with what the movie is doing. And it, it, I know, Will, you've already seen it and you haven't talked yeah. about it yet. But uh, I don't know. It's, it does look like light fluff to me. Like everything feels a little too neat and tidy. I, I heard this one kind of is like this year's Hidden Figures. But uh, it, even if it – I hope it is because I, I like Hidden Figures a lot. And I, I, it's I just kind of want to see good. it. Hidden Figures was better than this. I'll say that. Ah, shoot. <laughs> well, I'm still going to see it. Uh, I'm also looking for This is like, I think, the only January movie any of us have. But uh, Escape Room, I think, looks like a uh, a trashy horror flick uh, where like people get actually trapped in an escape room that's trying to kill them. So it's kind of like Saw meets, um, I don't know, Trick or Treat or something. But uh, it, it looks kind of like delightfully scary and stupid. So I kind of want to see that. And as somebody, I like escape rooms in real life. And so I think this is just a fun concept. Um, and we all had the kid who would be King, which that is, that is a movie that I cannot believe I'm looking forward to this one. Cause like the concept is so dumb and like the trailer, when it starts, I was a little bit like, ah, it just looks like kind of a whatever movie, but like that trailer really like sells you by the end, um, on this one being good, especially cause it is the, the attack, the block director. So Joe Cornish. Yeah. Yeah. So I, and, and like you will, I'm looking forward to the new Lego movie. Um, I do want to see the new happy death day to you. I do want, I just think that that's a, I, I'm a little disappointed. It's not coming around, coming out around like Halloween or anything, but yeah, yeah. Oh. that would be much better. But Valentine's day is still nice. Um, they're doing the community thing where they celebrate Halloween on Valentine's day. Uh, yeah. And then also we both said how to train your dragon, the hidden world. Uh, Maverick, have you seen any of the the how to train your dragons i saw the first one and i really really liked it did you not see the second one Mm-mm. okay I, I i think i've seen parts of it but I don't, I don't think i've seen the whole thing i think i think the first two are like the same amount of good i really like mm-hmm. them that's interesting you like the first one better will 
definitely like the first one better. I really like the second one, honestly. I, I think that it's... I think it's fine. Yeah, I think it's pretty good. Well, it has my favorite scene from any of the movies, which is the uh, the where his dad um, serenades his mom. I think it's just a beautiful moment. It's a nice moment, yeah. Yeah, but uh, The Hidden World, I got to say, like it's not selling me. The, it's Goodwill, the franchise, is what's going to get me to see this, but none of the trailers have made me hopeful that this is going to be any good. Um, I just think it looks really plain and by the numbers. Uh, by yeah. The, so, uh, and then Mary Queen of Scots, we didn't mention, but, uh, this is like, I am I'm, I'm excited about it, but I, I, the favorite is one of my favorite movies of the year. And this has been compared a lot cause they're both like period pieces with strong contenders for best actress. Uh, Sushi Ronan and Margot Robbie are in this. They have yet to win an, an Oscar and, the, but the favorite, Emma Stone and Rachel Weisz have already won Oscars and Olivia Coleman should win best actress in the Academy Awards. I mean, I haven't really given it a ton of thought, but like my, my heart is telling me she should win, um, an Oscar, uh, either for best actress or best supporting should be best actress, but I still want to see Mary Queen of Scots. I, I think that, um, it could be good. I just, I'm not expecting it to be anywhere near as devilishly funny and, um, interesting and, and original and fun as the favorites. So but I still want to see it. And then Cold War, which uh, you saw that this week, right, Will? I did, yeah. I saw that in lieu of um, The House of Jack built. Um, should I see it? It, it? Can you just it's give good. me a... Oh, okay, great. Yeah, I think I, I'm allowed to talk about it, I think. Uh, uh, yeah, it's a good film. Cool. Did you see Ida? No, I didn't. Okay, it's uh, the same director. So definitely similar style. So if you, I, I feel like if people really liked Ida or didn't like Ida, that will inform how they feel about cold war but it's definitely definitely a good film yeah um so those are all of our honorable mentions um and yes we just we couldn't find a way to fit a dog's way home in this one um Dogways i'm, I'm very sorry have you seen the trailer for that no, i don't think so they showed the trailer before spider-man into the spider-verse and i've never seen a crowd get so visibly angry at a movie trailer um i'm not i i I want to spoil it because it's just like, it's so funny, but, uh, does the dog die see. in the trailer or no, it's just, I don't want to go through it, but it, it it's a funny experience. I don't want people, I want to preserve it for some people. But, uh, that said, uh, one, one that we didn't mention is Ben is back. Uh, I'm not looking forward to that one. Cause I'm a little Lucas hedges out or I'm a little, hit- just like, I feel like it's the same role in like everything at this point, but, uh, we're nice. Gonna- I still need to see Ben before I see his return. Right. And that's, that's what you got to see Mary Poppins. Yeah. There returns. you go. Yeah. But, uh, okay. That's all of, we've, we've talked about a lot of movies this week. Um, but there are still some films coming out, uh, next week, but there's no major wide releases. Uh, it's, it's kind of a weird time. We have once upon a Deadpool, which comes out December 12th. Uh, so that's going to be coming out in is that, um, about a week and a half. Is that a new film? Or is that just a new version of the sequel? It is a Deadpool re-release. I want to say is is what I think what they're calling it because um, it's it's a holiday movie. It's only PG thirteen. Yeah. Um, and for the kids, for the kids, yeah. Fred yeah. Savage is in it. Uh, they're they're kind of parroting Princess Bride, I guess. I, I really I don't know exactly what they're going for here but i can't say that i'm not interested so especially because i was so let down personally by deadpool 2 but uh okay so there's no major wide releases coming out on december 7th uh they're doing a re-release for schindler's list but that's about it uh but some of the films that you there's a lot of limited releases hitting theaters it it is weird because like this should to me be the week that spider-man comes out or mortal engines yeah or one of these things yeah yeah because something up December's packed, man. Like it's everything's going to be hitting us all at once. But uh, next week yeah. is kind of a dead zone. Um, so yeah. put Mary Poppins up there. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, and we can't talk about Mary Poppins next week. But uh, hopefully, hopefully next week we can talk about um, an indie film. Uh, Will, if you can catch the favorite, that would be amazing. Um, that would be great. Yeah, I would love to. Yeah, if we could do that, we could talk about it. Uh, but yeah, Tyrell's coming out limited release. Asher, uh, like we mentioned, Ben is back. Claire's ghost. Dumplin', uh, which you mentioned, Will, is going to be hitting a limited theatrical run. And that, I think that doesn't hit Netflix until later in December. Uh, okay. Mary Queen of Scots uh, comes out. I don't know if I'm going to be able to catch it, 
But uh, Vox Lux also comes out this week, and uh, I'll be seeing it tomorrow. So hopefully, I can talk about it in new reviews or something. But yeah, definitely a weird week. I hope we uh, we listeners will be sending out our poll as always. And if you have any ideas for us, please send us send them send them our way. Just uh, email us anytime. Cinemaholicspodcast at gmail And uh, as we mentioned, you can find more episodes of this podcast on AdamTickets.com. And uh, I I, I want to say, Will Ashton, that we're going to do like a best movies of the year episode, but that might be hard to do at the end of the month because it's going to be so packed. So we're either going to probably do it next week or we're going to do it in January, which next no, week might be January. January. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it in January. I still got to catch up on a bunch of stuff. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, okay, that'll do it for this week's episode of Cinemaholics. You can uh, review and rate this podcast and send us love and warmth and, and all of your ratings um, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, all that stuff. And uh, our social pages, we're on Facebook and Twitter. You can find links to that in the show notes. You can find links to everything that we're doing in the show notes. If you want to find more of our work, if you want to hang out with us on Twitter, all that. And uh, we'll be back next week to talk about who knows what. But uh, from the Internet California, I am John Agroni. From the internet Pennsylvania, I'm Will Ashton. And from the basement, I am Ivor Kynes. See you next time.